He's back. How's it sounding? Sounding pretty decent, I think. I'm pretty sure I'm recording from the right mic. Uh, Yay. Good, good. I've started recording. Because honestly, on on that episode that was mainly just me and Yair, the quality on my end was so fucking bad. Really? Yeah, because it was... It sounded fine on my end. That's weird. Well, no, but there was a... Basically, what I did, I'm going to blame this on you because I what happened what what happened was I I went right up to my mic and I said yeah yeah does it sound like I'm yelling into the mic now and then I went away and I said yeah yeah does it sound like I'm far away from the mic and you were like yeah yeah it's fine when obviously that mic wasn't picking up any sound so so fuck you yeah yeah look what you've done <laughs> I'm on a phone in fairness <laughs> don't. Whenever we talk over each other, it's cracking up today. So we got to be very careful about that. And Jude seems to be a bit quieter than the rest of us. So I can be louder. Is this? Am I louder now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a problem with your voice, Jude. Yeah. After last time, I'm quite worried to say that you sound fine now. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was, because it recorded through my computer speakers, there was all this god-awful background noise, because, ah. like, literally, the computer is recording, and the computer is also going... Going grrr, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, I found it, like, so jarring and literally painful to listen to but i had to turn the, the treble down like about 500 percent on my recording so what you have is the reason that all the centrist ads were saying it sounds like i'm coming alive from a toilet or whatever is because on that episode like i've, I've just lowered the treble down so much so that you can't hear these high-pitched background noises yeah. Do you know what? Oh, well. You should do a special episode where you actually do all record from the toilet just to fucking wind them up even more. They're <laughs> <laughs> reporting live from the loading bay of a Canadian supermarket. Is that close enough? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, in the immortal words of Tay Tay, you know, haters gonna hate. Hey, 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 hey. Jack, hey, 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 hey. I'm sorry, the old real politic can't come to the phone right now. Why? Because it's defected to ISIS. <laughs> opposing a, a government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline uh, moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent. Well, we know who the hard left are in the you know ascendancy within the within the Labour Party who associate with the hard left. You just said that we were right to right wing the hard left agenda. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation, that sort of hard left wing position. Hard sort of left, the hard 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 left, hard left, hard left, the hard left, the hard left, 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 the hard left, the hard left, the hard left. Haven't you got a new mic? I will be getting that this week sometime. I ordered it on Amazon. I'm not even in the country right now, so I'm definitely don't have it right now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot. Don't really want to come back because I mean David Walker's going to be finding out loads of information about you and he's going to get you doxxed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you been sparring with David Walker? You see that, that, that nonce who's been stalking you around? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's him, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't call it sparring because he hasn't replied to anything I've said, but yeah, I sent him a few tweets. <laughs> there are definitely some bodies under his 
yeah. he, he's got the hots for you, Jack. He, he wants you. Oh, you know, this guy is posting from a locked account. Oh, 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 oh. Jack, right. his wife just left him. He's in a fragile place, you see. Yeah. <laughs> Lucy left him and it's just all, it's all gone. <laughs> Andrew wants a divorce. Sharon's gone. She's taking the kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously Andrew Spooner. Like, that's that's you know, come on, it's obviously Andrew Spooner. Yeah, it, it, the thing is, like, you know how like Abby Wilkinson and that were like really sure it was Eager Elephant. Like, no, no, it, it, its voice is much more Spooner esque than it is. Um... I, I was thinking it was Brexistent, but you could be oh, right. Yeah. yeah, no, it could be Brexistent, but then you know, Brexistent could you be Andrew Spooner. You've got a creepy little soccer crush on you. Yeah. <laughs> Same fucking person. This is the same, the same person. It is quite funny how David Walker immediately shows up whenever we tweet anything mean about Andrew Spooner. <laughs> it is pretty like The DM where they're, they're messaging each other and coordinating like when they're going to tweet or like kind of all come together and pile on people. It's really yeah, sad. I, 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 not even remotely. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know if you need to be in the DM with yourself. <laughs> 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 I know you uh, in the real politic team are all my little mini me's. So I I'm in a DM with with various yeah, little. We're just here to say yes, yes boss. <laughs> You'll be in the line. Whereas I'm I'm <laughs> the head honcho. It's circumvent blocks by. Uh, but we're yeah. we're three or four posh white dudes no, who like, just swear like rappers. That he can't read <laughs> a Spooner account to David Walker. And then David Walker can read them because David Walker isn't blocked by all the people that Spooner's blocked by. Yeah. It's, it's, a, very, it's a very clever little <laughs> The army of sock puppets. Yeah. Right, I was going to assign Laura to introduce this episode. She's kicking the shit out of someone, so yeah. it's going to be someone else. So, uh... <laughs> Shall I do it, or do you want to do it, Jack? Because um... seeing as you're the, the sole... The, you know, the sole head behind this show you're the only person operating everything you know you're yeah, the main hate figure really funny so. if if jack was actually the only person who did this podcast and it was just really cleverly edited oh, <laughs> individual voices. puts on voices yeah. <laughs> different voices <laughs> like, hey hey it's yair you're listening to the real politic podcast with my friend tom foster hi where he plays like six different characters it's just jack doing everybody on the podcast <laughs> you should do what? an episode like that <laughs> a version of what was that sorry jude the nutty professor <laughs> <laughs> classic i've always considered myself the new eddie murphy <laughs> like um my next stand-up routine, but of course, will appear in a real politic episode because no one's gonna, you know, put me on in a venue. My next stand-up routine is gonna be all like, "Hey, you know that AIDS? Isn't it funny how like the gay people are getting it and uh, the stuff like, you know, like the classic Eddie Murphy routines?" Oh wow, he's gonna go full like 1980s Eddie Murphy Raw. Yeah, like, nothing is off limit. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> should we should we try and start this episode properly then? Let's. Yes. Oh fuck! I was gonna send all of you my list of notes. Oh for fuck's sake! Like you're gonna see that a load of my jokes are in here, and but I'm not making them up on the spot. <laughs> you're uh, not as witty as we thought. Damn it. <laughs> 
<laughs> I keep listening back to our previous episodes and just cringing where there's like a great opportunity for a joke and I just don't make it. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. Oh, and that's a bad miss. <laughs> okay, are we all seeing this? Oh, there's a new Andrew Spooner article. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read it and I don't want to, but... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Like I say, I, I, shame I, on you to the scabs of Doctor no, no, Who. You're not allowed to talk about any of this stuff. You're no. Oh no no, we were to talk about some of it, like pretty much all of it. <laughs> the uh, only new thing I watched this last time was Baby Driver, and that was mostly just to see uh, Kevin Spacey get run over twice. <laughs> yeah, I saw your tweet. Like uh, ten out of ten would run over a sex offender again. Yeah. <laughs> Go. Deal with the cops. That's not the cops. Here it is, baby. Your killer track. Oh, fuck. What have I seen? I saw the label one. That's about the last thing I watched before I got a fever. <coughs> now I can't really. Oh, was that me? That's somebody. <laughs> Oh, I heard like a crackly sort of yeah. sound, but it's, it's over now. That might have been me snorting at Jude's joke. <laughs> I went, I went like. So, and additionally, there's a couple of like little things I think it would be funny to touch on. First of all, the fact that Little Atoms appear to have started a beef with real politic. <laughs> what the fuck is Little Atoms? Oh, it's this. It's like some. It's a melt site where they do uh, like podcasts and. Uh, Every po- fucking one has a podcast now. Yeah, I know. These guys have been going a lot longer than us, though. They were like. Never heard of them. They. They were. Never like, heard of them. Yeah, that that doesn't surprise me. I well, I've never heard of much, so. <laughs> but yeah, basically, like they were leading voices of like the sensible left in the mid two thousands. They're all like fucking nerds who love war and signed the Houston Manifesto. So they're all about forty five then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all, they're all dads who do podcasts, like they, you know, and get very angry that people in their early twenties are, are trying to get in on their turf. And they also claim that we like to swear like gangster rappers as well, supposedly. Yeah. And they also made an insinuation that we use homophobic slurs, which oh, I is know. ridiculous. I, I know who you're talking about. It's like remember that remember the James Bloodworth that that thing he tweeted? Well, not tweeted. He put it on his Facebook, and oh. it's just like it, it's like a scenario where someone's using homophobic slurs and stuff. It's like, well, how is that? Related to us in any way. It's on. I, I didn't it's see just that. on James Bloodworth's Facebook. You shared it, Jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. Senior source. The only thing I saw was where they called us three or four straight white men laughing at each other's jokes and swearing like rappers do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three slash four interchangeable posh white male students giggling yeah. about melts and doing some of the swearing like the rappers do for an hour. Actually, it's generally closer to two hours. Said, but yeah. I feel like I missed the, the Real Politics special edition where Jack decided to rap the entire <laughs> on Clan's debut album. <laughs> I was really upset that I wasn't... Release as a mixtape. <laughs> oh, and he adds, apparently all recorded 
via Skype. As if, like, that's a bad thing. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> On. Shame on you for going to buy 400 quid's worth of fucking Yeah, Actually, exactly. Sorry, little atoms. <laughs> my, my, my plan is I'm going to sack Tom. You're fired. I'm going to sack Yair. I'm going <laughs> to especially sack Laura because she's from the north. And it's just, from now on, it's just going to be me... Jude and our London mates and we're just yeah. gonna, it's just going to be us in London not using Skype because Skype is bad it means you can reach out to people who aren't within close geographical distance of you fuck Skype Get glad. in yep. your cushy little London recording studio exactly we're going to buy yep. a professional recording studio with all our real politic cash it is why we are looking at how we tighten our financial regimes to ensure the profits of corruption cannot flow from Russia into the UK. Uh, we'll get yeah. nothing. Me and Yaya will get nothing. We'll just get written out of the contract. It'll yeah, yeah. You'll get nothing. Very you'll sad, get erased from all the pictures and stuff. I'm gonna. We're scroll. gonna go on to start a rival podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna scrub your fucking faces out of a mail article. <laughs> Just replace them with more photos of yourself. Like. <laughs> Jack Frayne Reed, the first and third member of the Real Politics team. <laughs> yeah, I'm assuming got... no Halloween pictures exist of you on your Facebook, so they can't exactly replace mine with a Halloween picture of yours. <laughs> There's a picture of me, uh, like, thankfully not facing the camera, dressed as, quote-unquote, a communist dictator, uh, pissing in a bush at a party when I was about 15. <laughs> so, nice. good luck if they if they want to dig that one up as a evidence that I've, I've been to at least one fancy dress party in my life. <laughs> there was this whole thread about us, which was... It, it was started by... Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what's what's his fucking knobhead's name? Come on. Okay, here we go. By um, Padre Greedy, who, Irish obviously didn't guess by his name, tweets about hating the British, but seems to be the same kind of like, oh, Corbyn did the Brighton bombing, centrist dipshit, as any other kind of like hawkish, James Bloodworth style, Euston Manifesto signing tosser. I've, I've actually yeah. found Padre Greedy's signature on the Houston Manifesto <laughs> because about 2,000 people signed the Houston Manifesto which for those of our listeners who aren't aware it was basically like a document from I think was it 2006 um, let's go to war yeah which is just basically about how <laughs> war is fucking great and the left have lost their way because they don't like war enough not of war yeah. <laughs> so it's signed by like Nick Cohen, Oliver Cam, uh Oh yeah. John Mannon. All the good guys. Yeah, all the little atoms team. Who I, <laughs> I thought were just melts, not full on like bomb 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 Iran. Bomb bomb bomb. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like full I thought, I listened to their melty episode about Russia and I was like, <laughs> okay, these guys are definitely melts. Especially like the temerity of them criticizing the voices yeah. of our team members when you listen to Little Atoms and they're just like, well, well, you know, I'm extremely worried about uh, Putin's interference in our democratic system. Oh, yes. Russia. Like, my fronts are twisted at the front for fuck's sake. 
I don't understand how they can have the audacity to go after anybody else's voice when none of them sound like any of their voices broke during puberty. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm no such shitty little bodies. <laughs> So there's a top page, which is like all the famous people like Nick Cohen and, and Oliver Cam and the rest of the like Times knobhead clientele who, um, <laughs> who who all signed the used to manifesto. And then they've got like an alphabetical breakdown. And that's where I find Padrag Reedy, who wasn't as famous as the other Little Atoms guys, apparently. So he didn't get to be on the main list. But I did Ooh. find him and he claims... Yes. The left has dithered and stumbled for far too long. A declaration of basic principle such as this is an important step to reinvigorating and enlightening progressive politics. Right, when was the last time we invaded a foreign country and toppled their government? Right? Come on, we've lost our way. <laughs> Literally like three years before they wrote this fucking thing. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to any of that when it was happening, so... Imagine my surprise when I found out that a good friend of mine is a signatory on the Houston Manifest. <laughs> <laughs> Have their I views found changed? Away, at least. <laughs> He's a nice guy, so I was just like, oh wow, you really are a melter. <laughs> 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 well, I, what I found he's a really from... nice guy though. He's just I'm sure he's melted a bit, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I, I'm sure some of these little atoms guys are, are quite <laughs> nice. You know, I'm sure you know they're just online tough guys who wouldn't dare say the kind of shit they're saying online to our fucking faces. And, <laughs> and, and I'll add, you know, come on, just... Montana guys, come on, yeah, come down to Montana and save us, mate. Take this outside. We may not have a Morrison's car park up here in Montana, but. We, we've got we've got fucking supermarkets, mate. Just target. Just quick, meet me outside the marijuana mate. dispensary. Just a meet. quick question: In that thread that they were going off on one about the podcast, what the fuck was Nick Cohen talking about? Like, was he? Was I, don't he know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Literally making shit up. <laughs> Nick Cohen was making shit up about two posh students walking down Islington. No students fucking live in Islington anymore. They can't afford the rent here. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, walking past the Weatherspoons. Oh, I hate Weatherspoons. No student has ever hated Weatherspoons. It's the only Thirdly, there are literally, I think, four Weatherspoons in the entire borough of Islington. Probably, yeah. <laughs> That's not even an exaggeration. There are two from the Haringey Islington North border all the way up to Highbury Station, and there are none from Highbury Station to Angel Station, so he's literally fucking lying. Because when <laughs> all of that group say Islington, they literally mean the stretch of road between Highbury Station and Angel Station. And all, <laughs> yeah. all they call Islington. And there are no fucking Weatherspoons pubs there, except for one. And I know that Nick Cohen does not go down to Highbury Station, so he's just fucking lying. He's <laughs> <laughs> lying! Uh, what, what I liked was, as well as all the spelling errors, what I liked was the implication that Nick Cohen is in Islington. So, it's basically fine to be in Islington as long as you want to shell the shit out of brown people hundreds of miles away. <laughs> thousands of miles away. I love the implication that Nick Cohen actually ever frequents a fucking spoon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go down to the coronet on Holloway Road, you'll see Nick Cohen having a pint of Stella. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> It appears that the Russians have influenced Nick Cohen's liver. 
Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> God. Setting up base. Russia. <laughs> uh, wait, we started recording yet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're well underway now. We're, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're recording intro. We're recording intro later on or something. We're oh, well <laughs> we've got. got part where I outed my friend as a Houston manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now that we're pretty much going, I wouldn't mind if we just like had a look at a, just a couple more Houston manifesto entries. <laughs> because I'm sure there's a few great names in there. Oh, there, there certainly are. Like, there's, for instance, the current political editor of the New Statesman. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So I, I looked. Helen Lewis didn't sign it. Jason Cowley didn't sign it. I'm pretty sure Stephen Bush didn't sign it. But George Eaton fucking signed it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So basically, the Houston Manifesto is just a bunch of, like, grammar school kids. An Oxbridge lot who like really trying to like get a ladder up in the media and wh- whatever respect who basically just decided to be melted together about war. It's really mm. like of all the fucking things you could have signed between 2001 and 2008, that was it. It's just such a weird thing, like that it, this is the mid 2000s, the height of the war on terror, when the Labour Party were both in government and pursuing an explicitly interventionist foreign policy. And these guys are still unhappy because Noam Chomsky went on TV a couple of times and and, and said this wasn't a good thing. According to the Wikipedia, it's a group of academics, journalists, and activists. So he Okay. That's okay. how they like to be officially recognised. I've got to admit, I didn't check the entry for H to see if Hedges is on there. <laughs> Imagine if it was, that would just open up a whole like new world in terms of the backstory of Simon Hedges. Like he's been operating since well before we thought he was on Twitter. That'd be incredible. <laughs> Imagine that. He's always been there in the background. <laughs> that's that's what most Working of the his gar- ways. Most of the Guardian columnists, you know, like Jonathan Friedland, Polly Toynbee, these are just like Simon Hedge's fronts. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon he wrote for Marxism today back in the eighties? Old Simon Hedges. <laughs> no. Or was that a bit too was that a bit Hell too no. much for him? No, no, Is no. he just he... firmly new statesman? Oh yeah, exactly. Like you, you look at Nick Cohen. Not even a radical tendency in his in his early career. Just completely always new statesman. That's well, as I... radical as it gets for him. Actually, <laughs> um, Simon might have been like a, a hardline trot or something in his youth. Like so many of but them he, were. He grew up. Uh, I'm sure he would say probably according yeah. to him. Anyway, little quote from um, George Eaton, great writer. The manif- <laughs> to be honest, I actually, you know, I dislike Georgie and less than a lot of people at, at his magazine. Fair. But he says, the manifesto is the only broad source that both damns the moral double standards and cultural relativism of the far left. That is the nature of the hard left. And reaffirms the value <laughs> of the true principles of the progressive left. Universal human rights, solidarity, internationalism and democracy. <laughs> like... Unless you're somewhere else, like yeah. the brown country. <laughs> the West bringing in democracy on the back of a fucking bomb. Democracy! Like, yeah, Fuck that yeah. so well for Iraq. 
Its proud defence of free speech is crucial at a time when too many seek to use the spurious measure of quote-unquote offence as a marker to limit free speech. Oh yeah, you gotta let Nazis be Nazis. What else would we be if we didn't let Nazis be Nazis? What did you say? We'd be fucking Nazis. I just, for fuck's sake, like this is the most ludicrous thing I've ever heard. Well, you know, in 2006, the far left were a real problem, not at all like a handful of people (laughs) completely on the fringes with no political voice whatsoever beyond like, well, I guess that's why they hate the Stop the War Coalition so much, because they were actually able to mobilize people onto the streets and shit like that. And for those who say that this is a necessary and just conflict because it will bring about peace and security. September the 11th was a dreadful event. 8,000 deaths in Afghanistan brought back none of those who died in the World Trade Center. Thousands more deaths in Iraq will not make things right. It will set off a spiral of conflict, of hate, of misery, of desperation that will fuel the wars, the conflict, the terrorism, the depression, and the misery of future generations. The struggle between those who uphold universal human rights for all, and those who conveniently pick and choose according to political interest, is coming to define our age. Democracy and human rights are either universal principles or they are nothing. We must uphold this standard against those who refuse to support on an international level the rights the left fought for historically. Cultural relativism fails to understand the differences within, not just between cultures. Ah, yeah, bloody multiculturalism running wild. A hundred years ago, those who fought for women's rights or gay rights were treated as second-class citizens by a Western culture that now upholds these. (laughs) We must now show the same solidarity to those who would seek to achieve this progress for their own societies. (laughs) Hell yeah. I mean, I love all the, like, free speech zealotry and stuff in there. It just reads like some kind of fan fiction West Wing speech that some 17-year-old politics student dreamed <laughs> up after too many fucking splits. <laughs> Do you reckon when George Eaton claimed that he took the day off uni because Christopher Hitchens died, which he, he now denies, <laughs> that was actually just because... He got too spliffed up while having a late night read of God is not great or <laughs> the God delusion or um, Sam Harris's Islam is bad, Islamophobia is not real, fascism is actually good and liberal uh, or, or, you know, one, one of the Sam Harris classics. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the Houston Manifesto is pretty fucking rad. Like, I. <laughs> I might have a couple more choice extracts before we move on to our main item for today. So this manifesto is actually available online. Is it on its own website or is it just like a PDF yeah. document that's just floating around? Or Oh, it's an actual... Oh, wow. Oh, it is. Oh, my <laughs> word. 
<laughs> right, so oh. I found these two entries under the T. Yes, the, um, the website looks like it's from 2006, definitely. Yeah. It, hasn't been, it hasn't been updated since 2006. Basically, I saw John Mann on there, and I thought, oh, let, let's check if our mate Jack Taylor is, is a signature of the Houston Manifesto. So, I, so I, um, I looked under T, and I couldn't find him. Jack says, oh. uh, actually, my politics aren't that bad. <laughs> but I did find that there were um, a number of other tailors on there. So Miles Taylor says, Because a clear, coherent and knowing voice to champion enlightenment values is desperately needed. What is humane, rational and libertarian? That which makes mankind's existence worthwhile is under attack. Our values are under attack. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. The world and mankind needs to be, must be, more than the Kmarts and mosques that the powerful these days want. <laughs> it's just all Kmarts and mosques nowadays next to each other. Man, I, I thought it was so fucking offensive when they built the Kmart on Ground Zero. <laughs> a progressive organization slash network that provides a banner debating space what yeah a banner debating space inspiration and support for those championing social and economic freedom human rights science reason and the environment is very welcome <laughs> <laughs> like, who has done more to destroy the fucking environment than centrist governments who got into power and didn't just go, right, BP, fucking back into public ownership, get some renewable energy sorted, you know? <laughs> yeah, Blairites give a fuck about the environment, nice one. The forces of darkness have crowded round the beacon lately. High time we made it burn bright again, dot dot dot. <laughs> it's just it sounds more and more absurd to <laughs> think like reading this and they'll go should we post this no <laughs> keep this private let's take this down so that 10 years later nobody can find it <laughs> well as it happens like they've left this in a place where the real politics team can find it in a flash. <laughs> so I'll conclude with the signature of Anthony Teasdale, who writes, I signed because I'm sick of ranting wankers, parroting the same old cliched <laughs> Nawam Chomsky, Michael Moore, SWP arguments over and over again. These people are conservative to the core, unwilling to challenge their own views in case they end up changing their mind. As always, they prefer the Tories to be in power so they can get down to the real business of going on demos, shouting dead loud into a megaphone, and waving placards around. 
Was this Michael Duggar writing under a non de plume? <laughs> of course. Guys, I'm going to have to get going now. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling it, in. Yeah, no problem. Have a good rest of the recording. Alright. Are you going off now, yeah? Are you... Oh, he's oh. gone. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Didn't wait around for you, Tom. It's like, fuck Tom. Uh, like... That's alright. That's fine. Uh... I'm used to it. Sarah Champion doesn't get asked the question that she needs to be asked about that some article. Even the same with when you've got Labour MPs who are backing transphobic stuff on social media. Caroline Flint. Caroline Flint. And then you've got the chair of the Women's Parliamentary Labour Party, Jess Phillips, and nobody is asking her on record to give a comment on her colleagues' comments which fall doubly under her role, one, as chair of Women's Parliamentary Labour Party, and two, as someone who's on the Equality Select Committee. Like, she should, be, she should be asked to either condemn Caroline Flint's comments as part of the Equalities Committee, or to back them up, in which case you've got her on record as a transphobe. But nobody yeah. wants to do this. We won't be atting her because we're really scared of her. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> Jess Phillips is the type of person who like sees a bunch of people in their early 20s making stupid jokes on the internet and is like I know I'm going to give the Daily Mail on the record quotes about these people she's just a twat she's a twat <laughs> and the thing is now all the centrist trolls are going to be like oh Jack said that <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I because everything let, everything... let us put it on the record that it was at Jude in London too, who said that Jess Phillips is a twat. <laughs> um, One of my many fronts. <laughs> she doesn't listen to the show, so it's fine. And if someone goes and gives it to her, well, more for her. Cause and this is, this is free speech, as they say these days. I'm allowed to think who I want is a twat and nobody can oh. tell me otherwise. Anyway. Dude, free speech. That stuff is good. You should write for Spike magazine. <laughs> <laughs> no, Speaking of so... spikes, they'll be in the next episode. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. I can't wait for our spiked episode. My... Interesting yeah. findings. My point is that we have a lot of these journalists who were turning against Corbyn before the election and then kind of try to come back into the fold post-election, but none of them in their new positions are willing to use their platforms to hold to account the MPs that need to be held to account. Asking Jess Phillips for comment on record when a female Labour Party MP goes on record to say something really transphobic. Like, you know, she's the chair. She ousted a black woman for that role. Make her do her job. That is her yeah. job. Yeah. There's going to be hundreds of people in the party who are trans people as well, who may be trans women, who may be trans women councillors, who maybe one day want to become trans women MPs. And if the chair of the Women's Parliamentary Labour Party cannot be on record as the saying transphobia is bad, why is she the chair of the Women's Parliamentary Labour Party? Well, Jude, you see, it's because she uh, wrote a book and JK Rowling liked the book. And Suzanne Moore said it was very good. I just, I yeah. just think it's, I mean, for me, it doesn't make sense. You know, 
there's no point grandstanding about how we have to help trans people on Twitter if you're not going to put your career in the line to do so. There comes a point where you have to choose between your principles and your career. And, you know, like a lot of people, like a lot of those kind of turfy pricks always say, oh, you know, Jude's jealous because I've got a journalist career. And I, I was like, yeah, I had a journalist yeah. career put in my lap and all I had to do was be a hateful prick to have it. And I chose mm-hmm. not I chose not to have it because I didn't want to be a hateful prick. I didn't believe in any of it. It's not a decision that I've ever regretted, and I don't understand why it's so difficult for these people to, to go on record. It's one thing to say, oh, I'm a trans ally, blah, blah, blah. But are you actually willing to sacrifice anything for that? It's important as well, especially because there is a lot of TERFs, and there's more, well, not a lot, but there's, there's certainly a few within the Corbyn movement, especially, that need to be called out. Exactly. <clears throat> Hold her to account for the fact that, as chair of the Women's Parliamentary Labour Party, she has a Labour female MP who is on record saying transphobic stuff, and there are trans women in the Labour Party who will feel unsafe as a result of what Caroline Flint has said. And so it is actually Jess's job to make comment, and nobody's asking her for comment. Why? Why are they not asking her for comment? It it is something that I just I feel really, really strongly about, because I think you guys are in the position to either get these people on record or get them to understand that this isn't okay. You know, the transphobia that's swirling around at the moment is going to cost lives. Like, I don't understand if you don't get that. And if you think your job is more important or your ability to get contacts will be hired is more important than keeping trans people alive, then you're not an ally at all. I'm sorry, you're not. It should be a no-brainer. It really should. And I get that people are happy that we're getting more exposure, but that exposure means nothing if we're not protecting the most vulnerable in society. I just wanted to end my rant there. So, like, no, we... no, no, no. Absolutely, because the centrists are already taking their sides. I mean, they're taking their sides with the right-wing media <laughs> who are peddling this shit, and it's time to take a side. Exactly. It's allowed you with the trans it's, community. You, you can't Which side are you on? your exactly. whole life. You will get splinters in your ass if you keep sitting on the fence, my son. I straddled the fence, and my balls hurt. Get up the fence! <laughs> get I think the next step could be something like reaching out to individual politicians like Phillips to try and get concrete political solutions. It, it has to be done. It has to be done. And if, and if you can't do it where you're kind of publicly calling them out for fear of repercussions or whatever, then find another alternative, find another way to push trans-positive policies into the Labour Party that will force these people to either come on board or to out themselves as transphobes. But you have to push, you have to push the truth into the light rather than kind of trying to work around it in the shadows. That's the thing that I find very, very frustrating, is that a lot of times people aren't willing to just be direct about things. And it's almost keeping up that persona of kind of that fake politeness. Actually, no, you don't have to be polite to transphobes because they're not polite to other people. You don't need to worry about being seen badly or portrayed badly because you're not being polite to a transphobe or you're not giving deference to a transphobe. Who gives a shit? They're literally saying stuff that is going to kill people. Exactly. Every day people die on the back of these people's words. They don't deserve any respect. You know, respect is earned. It's not just given. You don't get respect just because you got voted into fucking parliament. That's not good enough, my friend. Any old prick can get voted into parliament, for God's sakes. Oh, yeah, well, absolutely. You just said that we were all right to right wing. I'm surprised Jess Phillips wasn't in this documentary, actually. You'd think she wouldn't turn down any opportunity to 
to get her message across, whatever her message is. Uh, I'm Jess Phillips, but it seems. <laughs> going on hiking trips with Jacob Reese Mogg. A <laughs> <laughs> um, documentary so... will be coming out soon. Um... <laughs> <laughs> is this one of yours, Tom? Like your feature length debut? Jess and Jacob go, it, go hiking. Go to the lake. <laughs> the Lake Jess District. documentary, and then they get lost, and the milkman comes. Tim Farron just drowns them in milk. Tim Farron turns up selling them some some milk. Can I interest you in some frogs? So, oh, what have we learnt this episode then, gang? I, I, I guess we've learnt that um, the Little Atoms crew are all a bunch of nerds who love war and signed the Houston Manifesto. <laughs> we've learnt, although we didn't actually learn till just now because I forgot to say it earlier, that Andrew Spooner and Falcon Malteser, whose name I do know, but I'm not going to dox him because I'm a good man. Um, like, they didn't sign the Houston Manifesto. Fucking melts. Like, God, you don't want to fucking incinerate Afghanistan to a little crisp, you fucking regressive left SWP, stop the war, Chomskyan, Harry Leslie Smith, fucking uh, uh, bad people. Um, <laughs> We've learnt that Stephen Kinnock is a movie star now, but has also fucked his career up. <laughs> that our new, the new app, well, well, it's not actually new, but the app about us is is really good. Hard the left, left. the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left, the hard left. And, um, and we've learnt a lot. <laughs> we've we've, we've learnt we, we've learnt a fuck of a lot, but you know. At the end of the day, we've learned that the main thing we're all looking forward to is a real politic future. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Any Nice. Any final thoughts before we close this episode? Aaron Jones. He's the Joker to my Batman, you see. Or... <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I, I, well, I didn't expect this the, the transphobia portion of the show to happen, and and uh, there, there's a there's a thing I wanted to I wanted to briefly do as a, a real politic reading series, and I've I've been so excited to do this, and and the article isn't very long, and and um... okay, okay. Alright, so let's conclude this episode with a real politic reading series then, which I'll try and get through as quickly as possible. So, this is an article from The Scotsman called I'm not a Russian troll, I'm a security guard from Glasgow. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> By Chris McCall. An alleged Russian online troll named on a prominent news website is actually a security guard from Glasgow, the Scotsman can reveal. Breaking <laughs> the news. Scot, who posts under the name Smoo on Twitter. <laughs> Smoo! Smoo! <laughs> was branded a suspected propagandist in an article on Byline, which claims to be the most visited crowdfunded journalism website in the UK. It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. It's tech, it's exciting, it's young people, it's crowdsourcing. Anonymous social media accounts, particularly those which regularly comment on contentious political issues from a seemingly pro-Russian perspective, have come under increasing scrutiny in recent weeks. I'm not posting anonymously, he told the Scotsman. Smoo has been my nickname since I was six years old. 
It's not difficult to track me down. People might not agree with my opinions, but that doesn't make me a Russian troll. <laughs> it's like, uh, smooth. It does. Sorry. Those are the rules. <laughs> Don't know if you listened to the last New Statesman podcast, but uh, that's how it works now. What, the main one or the cum one? Which, which... <laughs> the main one, oh. not the cum podcast. Researchers at the University of Edinburgh have identified 419 accounts. So just off the good number then. Just below. <laughs> just below the nice sad, number. Sorry. Oh, I have to go. <coughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry, Jude. Me, me and Tom will cover smooth. Honestly, Jude, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank, sorry. For... Thanks so much for joining us. Love you guys. We'll Love speak soon. Take care, Jude. Bye. Thank you. Take care. Bye. <laughs> Oh, Mo- motor through the rest of this article. We got some good stuff. We might even have two episodes. I'm not I sure. I know. We're um, talking in at two and a half hours. <clears throat> yeah. So researchers at the University of Edinburgh have identified 419 accounts operating oh. from a Russian internet research agency, aka IRA. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> Up both RAS, attempting to influence UK politics. But the at didgery seven seven three three two account is not one of them, despite posting numerous messages about Russia and UK politics. The man behind it, who has asked not to be named, said his interest in political debate and social media stems from a Scottish independence referendum in twenty fourteen. <laughs> so he's just like some Scots Nat's dad. Rather than seeking to influence UK decision-makers, his main motivation is simply to pass for time at work. He was surprised to discover this week he had been accused of being a Russian troll. The story, We Need to Talk About Identifying Trolls, was published on Monday. We need to talk about identifying <laughs> trolls. Yeah, yeah fuck Kevin. Hell. We've talked about that already. Author James Patrick suggested the at didgery77332 account could be a Russian troll due to its horrific use of English and pro-Russian posture. <laughs> what? How, can, how the hell do you get the, the notion that it has a pro-Russian posture? Actually, on the basis of the horrific use of English in Nick Cohen's tweet about Weatherspoons yesterday, I've decided that he is a Russian psyop, and that is the only explanation for the existence of Nick Cohen. Anyway... He queried whether any real Scot would have used the word what, spelt W-O-T, in tweets instead of way or we. He added, In almost a year of daily interaction with Scottish Twitter users, almost daily, I can hand on heart say I'd never seen one of them use what. He concluded, Identifying a troll account is incredibly difficult and has to often be based on the balance of probabilities. In this case study... 
It's so probable here. The account features a number of classic indicators, as well as the right messaging and off-language, and was combined with potentially cut-and-paste photographs. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I think like, he means Photoshop. What? I think that's what... I think that's oh. what he's... Yeah, cut-and-paste. Like, he's like, yeah, he, he's never used Photoshop in the sound of it. Is this like when you're making your fake news in image form? Yes, almost <laughs> certainly. And I will be doing so after this show. So I pass my time in my, in my troll bunker, <laughs> in my middle class troll bunker. You're so middle class, Tom. Yeah, I know. I, I talk. I, I, you know, I'm sort of well spoken, so it means I'm definitely middle class. I've heard that you do both those jobs just for fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, I like to work two minimum wage jobs because, you know, fuck it, you know, why not? You know, it's just the piss it's up, isn't great it? crack, isn't it? Yeah, it's great. It's, <laughs> it's wild banter. Love it, love but it. But J. James... <laughs> oh, no, sorry, J. James Monero is one of the directors of one of the Atlas Shrug movies. I was thinking that, from... that name sounded familiar. I was like, what the fuck? James Patrick continues, on balance, at the higher end of the probability scale... <laughs> was a fair assessment that this account appears to be a foreign-based troll pushing Russian messaging. Except, James, you're saying this in an article that's proving that it was neither probable nor a fair assessment. <laughs> the reality is more prosaic. The account is actually run by a 40-something father from the East End. <laughs> it's just some fucking angry it's a dad. dad. It's a dad. The Scott continued... I work 12-hour shifts, often standing at a gate for hours on end. Posting on Twitter helps pass the time. Like, I, I thought, feel so much for Smoo here. Imagine if he said, on the weekends I like to abseil up buildings. I've got my father's for justice membership. I tweet to pass the time. <laughs> and you know, I feel so sorry for this guy because he's just some poor old dad who just likes to shitpost a bit during his boring job um yeah. but anyway james patrick drafted his <clears throat> superior in peter duke ceo of byline told the scotsman though with the exception of byline investigations we exercise no prior restraint we do expect our writers to adhere to high journalistic standards and we respond rapidly to complaints we have yet to receive one in this instance. It's like, bullshit, I went on Smoo's new profile at didgery sorry, at didgery 332 second because this fucker's apparently got him banned by the looks of it, so he's had to set up a new account. Like, I went on Smoo's account, and he's fucking furious. Like, Smoo is pissed off. What's, like, what's Smoo been saying? I, I can't remember, but he's definitely, yeah, look, Smoo, there we go. He's definitely been atting Byline Media to, to criticise them for their handling. Uh, oh, fucking hell. To be honest, I think Smoo's a bit of a wrong'un. Like, he keeps retweeting Wings Over Scotland and, yeah, and that racist cunt, Scott Nelson. He's a problematic... Uh... Nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Scott Nelson is in the anti-Semite. Scott Nelson. Yeah, 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 yeah. At and socialist Smoo voice. Is... Oh Christ! People, yeah, can you Smoo... stop retweeting him, please? He's an anti-Semite. Smoo... Chris Williamson, <laughs> stop retweeting him. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Uh, but Smoo has actually retweeted some even more problematic people, such as Donald J. Trump and Joe Morgan QC. So, you know, there's Jollyons, there's Trumps, there's RT. Russia. Um, Smoo is bad. Uh, bad Smoo, yeah, bad Smoo. Bad Smoo. Uh, you've been a naughty boy, Smoo. Anyway, to wrap up this article, 
The whole issue of anonymous trolls, false personas and automated Twitter accounts is fraught with difficulty, but thanks to the work of James Patrick, among a few others, uh, Louise Mensch, Eric Garland, Ben Bradshaw MP, the public is now becoming aware of the problem of online propaganda, some of it clearly directed via payments by Putin's government. Uh James Patrick went through his analysis and went to the account in question for comment. He assessed on the balance of probabilities. It was a Russian account. (laughs) But the bigger picture, the weaponization of social media for propaganda purposes by a foreign power during Brexit is now becoming accepted. With 80 articles on Byline in the last eight months, and his book, Alternative War, which Dan Howden says is really bad, James Patrick has led a lonely campaign explaining the broader strategic picture, which only now are politicians in the mainstream press paying attention to. I mean, for a start, it's not only now. The Hillary pricks have been banging on about this ever Mm. since she lost the election to a fucking game show host. Secondly, yeah, it must be a pretty lonely campaign, just basically holding yourself up in a room for eight months, writing 80 articles in a fucking book, being the sort of journalistic shut-in equivalent of Andrew Spooner just calling the police on Matt Zarb cousin over and over and over. But the thing with Andrew Spooner is that he won't get published. He'll never have a book. He just writes on his WordPress blog, and that's Asia it. Asia provocateur, baby. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> so, to conclude, I mean, like, justice for Smoo. We stand with Smoo. Yes, like, solidarity Smoo. Smoo. Stop the problematic smoo, stuff, Smoo, but solidarity. This, yeah, yeah. you, you got to, you, you know, be careful, Smoo, but, but, you know, this one goes out to you. This one goes out to Smoo. Well, I guess we're in pretty scary times then. They're onto us. They're onto the trolls. They know what's going on. And c- could this be the end of real politic, Jack? Oh, my God. Could it be? Could it be? You know, hopefully we'll out David K. Walker as a Russian bot before he, quote unquote, sheds some light on me and my true nature. You know, that is the nature of a hard left. There you go. There we have it. So, Jack... Any final there thoughts we before we depart Not into the really. night? I think I, uh, I read out all my notes as if they were jokes I came up with on the spot, so I don't think I've got anything to say left, really. I mean, I guess shame on you to the scabs of Doctor Who retroactively scabbing a 1970s episode of the show that wasn't originally completed due to strike action, like, uh... Scabs. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That's I've drained my notes now. There's our closing thoughts, folks. Scabs. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off, Doctor Who. It's a bunch of fucking scabs. <laughs> Which side are you on, boys? Which side are you on? Think that's good. There we are. Anyway. Solidarity folks, have a lovely day, morning, evening, wherever you are when you're listening to this, and we'll we'll see you next time. Solidarity. Peace. Yeah, I'm gonna hear None of you are free from sin.
Yeah, you are gonna hell Ha, ha, ha.